films that I watch every year, and then there's films that my wife loves to watch every year. Everybody has their list. Everybody has their go-tos. This is one for my wife. She's actually the one that kind of put me onto this film, and I, I'm actually, you know, not mad about it. It's a good film. Um, it's from 2007. Uh, it has a character that a lot of people have sort of, um, I think, fallen in love with, though I don't believe there's any other films um, for this. I believe it's just the one uh, trick-or-treat film. And being that old, it really has its cult following, probably because of um, the character of um, uh, Sam the Sam the trick-or-treater, I guess you can say. And it's an anthology-based film, which means that it's a group of different stories that all kind of collide together um, and sort of exist in the same universe. And each story is, you know, fairly unique. You know, I don't think there's anything like too out of the ordinary. Um, the first story uh, is called um, The Principal, which is about uh, this... It starts off with this kid who's like stealing... Uh, candy from the jar on this guy's porch. It's one of those things where they set him up in with a little sign that says, you know, only take one and whatnot. And he's not. He's taking handfuls of them. And he gets caught by this guy who happens to be the principal for his school. So he's he then's like, it's okay. Let's sit and talk for a little while. So they start talking and he's eating chocolate out of this box. And he learns that, oh shit, this is actually kind of poisonous. And then he winds up kind of puking all over the place and passing out. So then he brings the kid in and he buries him like in the backyard and it's it's probably the most comical of the of all the stories because it's just little dumb things that kind of happen throughout and then he winds up you know cutting the kid's head off and then he's in the house with his son and it looks like they're playing with a jack-o-lantern but really they're playing with this kid's severed head. So that's the first story. The second story is called the Halloween School Bus Massacre. That's about the this group of little, uh, not little kids, they're like maybe teenagers, you know, maybe freshmen in high school. And they go to this lake where this huge incident happened. And it's one of these like ghost story type tales. And the tale is that there was this huge accident where this school bus full of kids fell off into the lake and they all died. And then they, they kind of haunt this, um, this lake area every Halloween. If you don't leave a jack-o'-lantern out for them, then they, you know, it's as like an, a peace offering, then they come out and they murder somebody. So these kids are actually just trying to play a joke on one of the kids they brought out. And as they're playing the joke, they actually learn that it really is happening. And they're trying to escape, but the girl's like, no, I think you're playing me again. It's like one of those cry wolf scenarios. And then essentially all of the kids die. Except for the, um, the the girl playing the witch, who they try playing a joke on. She she just walks away because she's like, yeah, I don't believe them now. So, that's the third story. Oh, no, that's the second story. The third story is, um, I think it's called Little Red Riding Hood, or I think it's called um, um, Party in the Woods or something. I forget what the, that one's called. But um, throughout the film, little pieces of the stories are all happening simultaneously. So there's a scene where there's a group of these girls... Um, going for Halloween costumes and they're talking about finding dates and they leave one girl by herself in the town while the rest of them go out to the woods where the party is being held I also have to say that it stars um, if I didn't mention all the people that are in this film it's got 
uh, Brian Cox in the film. It's got um, uh, Dylan Baker. But then this one character is played by Anna Paquin, which is very out of the ordinary. I just was not expecting that the first time my wife made me watch this a couple of years ago. And I was like, what is Anna Paquin doing in this random horror film that I've never heard of before? So she's this character who has to find a date, essentially. Now, while sort of that's going on, there's also this other character who looks sort of vampire-ish. And he's going around killing women. He stalks the Anna Paquin character, who's dressed up like Little Red Riding Hood, which is why I think it's called Little Red Riding Hood. But I'm not 100% certain what that story is actually called. And as he's trying to kill her, he discovers that, oh shit, he fucked up. And she winds up kidnapping him, bringing him to the party. And it's this discovery that, holy shit, they're all werewolves. (laughs) And then she winds up killing this guy. Now, the guy who's killing all of these girls also turns out to be the principal who cut the kid's head off from the first story. And this is where, you know, the stories are intertwining and whatnot. And it's just... It's fun. It's fun. And then the last story is um, uh, the story about Sam. And he's fighting this guy who, like, hates Halloween. And it's uh, played by uh, Brian Cox. And it's kind of just this um, toil between the two of them in the in the house. And then it ends with sort of, like, everybody, you know, who's still alive. Kind of showing their, doing their, like, sign-off almost. It's a really fun movie. It's not, you know, anything to write home about. It's just something that it definitely has its following. And I'm definitely a person who is a fan of it just just because I like anthology films. And I think these are pretty decent stories. And again, we're talking a film that's 15 years old, so they aren't the best quality in the world. This was a straight-to-DVD film, I believe. I don't think this went into theaters or anything. Like, if you look up, um, like any of its information all it gives you is a budget for how much it costs so i don't believe it made anything how i don't believe it went to theaters or anything so i don't believe it made any money as far as that's concerned however the other funny thing about it is it has um a director and writer attached to it michael doherty for those who don't know who michael doherty is michael doherty is the guy who wrote the second x-men film he wrote the Superman Returns film with Brandon Roth. He wrote and directed this film. He wrote and directed the like comedy horror Christmas film Krampus from 2015. He wrote and directed the new Godzilla movie that kickstarted the um the uh the the Godzilla the Godzilla series we have now. He wrote and directed Godzilla King of the Monsters, the second one to that. So this guy's got some credits backing him up for like being a substantial writer and director, you know, almost anything that he's been attached to he's written and at least three of them he's directed. So not bad, not, not a bad track record from, from my perspective. So it's interesting to see that he goes back that far and still only has like six credits. Like if you, if you think about uh, X-Men two, X-Men two came out in 2003 so you're talking he's been around for almost 20 years and only has like six film credits as far as writing and directing is concerned. It's not a lot, but, you know, Trick or Treat is definitely up there as being a good kind of horror film, especially when you consider that this is one of his only two real horror films and the other one is 
definitely considered more of a comedy horror than anything else. And then everything else is basically superhero and monster movies. So he does good with this film and good enough to the point where it's got its following. It's got its people who are very, very passionate about it and people who are huge, huge fans of it. It's kind of shocking that it didn't have a sequel because I don't mind the idea of another one of these ever coming out, especially if you wanted to do uh, more stories about um, Sam, you know, the trick-or-treater. I think that would be a great idea. You know, uh, I hope Michael Doherty does more, but um, as of 2019, he hasn't really done anything. And I didn't even know who was behind this until then. And like I said, he's very much a, like small ringer. Uh, I know this is also kind of connected to um, Brian Singer, which is also probably another reason why it's connected to Michael Doherty and X-Men and Superman. You know, it's it's uh, it's all this big circle of maybe this is more along the lines of it didn't pick up a, enough during that time frame that they just haven't cared about it. But I do believe that it has some weight to it and it deserves maybe a little bit more attention it deserves it definitely has the following it deserves but possibly a sequel possibly a reimagining more tales more stories why not why not do another one i don't see a reason why it couldn't have another one it's a decent enough concept you can't make turn everything into its own film so you make a little anthology about it you know what i'm saying i mean that's just me <laughs>